Hey guys, it's Sabby Sabs, and I have a special guest with me today. His name is Chris Smalls. He's an activist, and he's a former Amazon employee who is fighting for the health and safety of other Amazon workers. Welcome, Chris. Thank you for having me. Glad. Thanks to so here. much for coming. So, Chris. Over the past couple of years, I've heard stories about the way that Amazon treats its employees, things such as like employees not being able to have bathroom breaks. But then I came across your story and your story is a little bit different because it applies particularly to COVID. Can you tell everyone about your Amazon story and what happened after COVID? Absolutely. So yes, I. Um... I work with the company since 2015, and um, I definitely uh, can uh, attest to those stories you heard uh, pre-COVID about the working conditions uh, in these massive buildings that are almost a million square feet, the size of 14 NFL football fields. Um, and I used to tell my new hires when they came in, um, you know, if you have a gym membership, you might want to cancel it. So uh, last year, um, pretty much about this time, one year ago, exactly. This is the time when I can remember it was very scary in the building. Um, I was noticing my employees around me uh, become sick with flu-like symptoms. My colleagues that I work hand in hand with, they were MIA, either sick or, or home because they uh, already contracted the virus. And it was a very scary situation because New York City was becoming the epicenter at this time. Um, what I seen was dizziness, fatigue, uh, employees not able to finish their 10 hour shift. And um, I even saw some associates even vomiting at their workstations. It was um, a very alarming. We had no PPE, no facial masks, no cleaning supplies, uh, no safety guidelines that was enforced at the time. So I had to take further action. Okay, um, did they say, did they ever tell you like why they didn't provide PPE? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I went to the my local HR trying to get some answers and they their answers were, you know, if you don't feel safe, you can just stay home. So, okay, great, you know, but that's the only thing they were offering, stay home with no pay, by the way. Um, or, and, and as a supervisor, as a person of leadership in that building, I'm like, well, yeah, I can stay home, but what about the, the thousands of workers that report to this building? There's 5,000 workers that go to Staten Island. And I was like, you know, these people are my extended family. I spent 40, 50, 60 hours a week with them for years. You know, uh, like I said, I've been with them for four and a half years. I've been a supervisor for four years. I'm very known in the Northeast region of Amazon um, and, and throughout the facilities. And I couldn't just stay home and be complacent and, and while workers that I work with are going to work and contracting this virus. Yeah, no, definitely understand. Um, so Amazon eventually uh, let you go. Um, can you talk about that? Sure, so March 24th last year, um, that's when one of my colleagues uh, that I work with in my department was sick uh, physically sick. I mean, I could see in her eyes the, the, mo the moment I seen her that morning, her eyes were bloodshot red. And I know that was one of the symptoms they were saying on the news at the time. Uh, she had her own facial mask on. Thank God that she brought her own because 
days later, she did test positive and she's been around hundreds of workers for 10 hour shifts. Uh, so that same day, two hours later, we had a meeting and in that meeting, they told us as supervisors not to tell anybody that somebody tested positive two weeks prior. Um, so that was my last time working for Amazon right then and there. Um, I told them, you know, we should close this building down. They looked at me like, no, build uh, business as usual. We don't want to cause any panic. Um, so that's when I started to organize the workers. I left the building around 12 o'clock that day, not to return back to work ever. Um, not knowing that I would be fired, but just saying like not to return back until we get some type of outside attention. So um, I started sending out emails to the health department. I actually shared some on my Twitter today, um, the ones I did put together. Um, and uh, I said, you know what? I got to go back to the building because I have to tell people the truth. Nobody else is going to do it. So me and my colleague um, that I work with, that's uh, he's actually one of my employees. He de we decided to go back to the cafeteria every single day that following week and, um, and, and tell as many workers as possible. And we marched into the general manager's office every morning, interrupting his meeting, his meetings, and um, letting the workers know that they possibly been exposed already. Uh, at the end of the week, March 28th, that's when they decided to just quarantine me. Nobody else, not even the person I ride to work with, nobody in my department. And out of 5,000 people, I was probably the second or third person to be quarantined um, when I already explained to them that not only did my colleague test positive, but this virus has been here. We don't know where it came from. Everybody could have been exposed. So um, I knew they were using that as a tool to uh, silence me and stop me from organizing workers. So I decided to uh, go forward with the, the protest I did on March 30th. And two hours after that demonstration, that's when they fired me over the phone. Wow. Um, where was like the mayor or the governor in, in all of this? Like, did they get involved or anything at all? Now, it's funny you bring it up because I sent emails to their offices. I called their offices several times, stayed on hold for several hours, no response. Um, New York was, New York City was definitely the epic center at the time. So there was a lot going on in the media. You know, Governor Cuomo, obviously, he was definitely in the media every single day, probably for the wrong reasons now, because um, he really didn't do anything. He was radio silent the whole time. Uh, Mayor de Blasio didn't get, in, get involved until after I was fired. Um, that's when he called for an investigation about my termination. Uh, but, but prior to it, no, there was no communication. There was nothing. You know, all I had was a glimpse of hope, which was going through the media. So I started sending emails to the media. And when I got an article published in the New York Post, that's when the media started to flock to me. Instead of me reaching out, they started coming to me because they seen that I was, I was actually going through with a walkout, with a protest. Yeah, because otherwise the rest of us wouldn't have known. Oh, no, like, absolutely not. Now, I know that um, Amazon employees are trying to unionize in Alabama. Um, how is that going and what what would that mean for Amazon workers if they have a union? Uh, everything, you know, um, I was just down there in Alabama uh, a few weeks ago, stood in solidarity with the union and the workers down there that are organizing this effort. And um, this is exactly what you needed. Uh, we don't have any protections as essential workers and as Amazon employees, uh, what happened to me can happen to anybody uh, as of now. 
without without unions and um this is the most important union drive since the 1930s since the great depression and we've seen the economic collapse back then and 2020 obviously there's been an economic collapse uh you know half of us facing unemployment and eviction you know myself unemployment with no health insurance as we speak even a year later so uh i had to express how important by going down there traveling to alabama how important this union uh is to all of us you know 800,000 workers for amazon nationwide over a million and a half worldwide overseas in other countries they're unionized uh germany france italy but over here we seem to to allow them to do whatever they want and, and retaliate and exploit workers so um this is very important and uh the drive ends on march 29th so we're just showing our solidarity until then and what has been jeff bezos response to all of this well i could tell you a week after they fired me he decided to have a smear campaign on me you know which is so um insane if you think about it the richest man in the world worried about me who makes you know less than thirty-five thousand after taxes um calling me not smart or articulate to make me ironically the face of the whole unionizing efforts against amazon so uh that right there motivated me um not only upset upsetting me but uh, motivated me to organize against uh amazon and especially jeff bezos you know with my organization uh the congress of essential workers we traveled the entire pandemic going to every one of his mansions, uh, New York City at his $80 million mansion, Washington, D.C., uh, his $28 million mansion. And we went out west to his $165 million mansion in Beverly Hills. And we went to his first mansion in Medina, Seattle. And we also hit up the Amazon uh, headquarters while we was out there as well. Um, so his, uh, he needs to be held accountable, you know, ultimately. And that's what it's about as well. Now, even though he stepped down as a CEO, he was a CEO for 27 years um, and he was a CEO during the, the coronavirus. So um, he still needs to be held accountable. And I know that he tried to step down. It's probably a deflection of attention, but um, we're not um, duped by that. We're going to continue to advocate against him and again against all the negligence negligence that this company has showed throughout the, the course of the pandemic. And see, this is what they try to do. Like you come out against them and they try to attack your intelligence and your character yeah. instead of, and that whole thing is to get the attention away from them and put the attention on the person that is protesting against them. It's an old trick. People use it all the time. Um, going forward, like what is your plan going forward? And you know, what are you doing now? So uh, besides the legal actions that we're taking, you know, there's a, uh, a slew of lawsuits that's been coming out against this company ever since. Um, you know, this seemed like every other day there's another lawsuit. I'm just reading about another one that came out today. Um, you know, what I'm hoping for with my you know, with my advocating against this company is that they are unionized one day. Uh, hopefully, Alabama will be the first successful one, and hopefully, that'll galvanize the rest of the nation. And I'm starting um, our own efforts up here in New York City. You know, I'm going to be returning back to the building. Uh, next week on the, the one year anniversary, so to speak, of when I was fired. And I'm going to hopefully announce that we are trying to uh, unionize that facility. I have workers that I still communicate with daily. Uh, workers from all over the country reach out to me, and if not all over the world have been reaching out to me. Um, so, you know, I just 
try to be that voice for them. You know, I try to utilize my platform, give them the voice that's necessary. And once again, we need to get a voice in the White House, you know, so it's about our elective officials right now. Um, we need better laws that protect workers because the working class people, uh, you know, the working class has been uh, exploited for way too long in this country. Yeah, agreed. Um, I know uh, Governor Cuomo has obviously like been in the news a lot recently. Has he said anything about this particular situation recently? Absolutely not. He has been radio silent. He's pro Amazon all the way. He he is pro billionaires all the way. Those are all his donors, corporate donors, billionaire donors. You know, he 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 said it several times. You know, we don't do this or we don't do that, and all the billionaires are going to leave New York. And to us, it's like a slap in the face. It's like who cares if they leave? We don't care about them. They haven't done nothing for us. They're sitting here, uh, you know, reaping the benefits, paying zero taxes. You're giving them tax incentives and all types of uh, breaks tax breaks, and they're not doing anything to our communities to help us. So we don't care if the billionaires leave New York, uh, to be honest with you, unless they're being taxed. So he has said nothing about Amazon. He is definitely, um, I think they even called them Amazon Cuomo at one point. So he's definitely um, not on our side when, it's, when it comes to this fight. And it's a shame that he's the governor. And uh, we protested outside of his office several times. I know I've been out there at least three times with not only just Amazon workers, we're talking about doctors, nurses, MTA, bus drivers, train drivers, train operators. Um, these people have died, died, and, and nothing has been done. There's no justice for us. Mm -mm -mm. I know that um, Governor Cuomo is under a lot of uh, scrutiny right now. I personally think that he needs to do the right thing and step down. Oh yeah. Um, how do you feel about that? Agree 100%. Uh, you know, he if he's not stepping down, somebody they need to uh, file for an impeachment. And I know people have been protesting um, every other day about it. So uh, even on the same day that we did uh, an action, which was uh, this past Saturday, March 20th, uh, there was a huge demonstration for his impeachment. So I hope one or the other happens. He either resigns or he he uh, gets impeached because he should no longer be in office. How are you feeling about, so, you know, NYC has a big mayor race coming up. Um, it looks like Andrew Yang is leading in the polls. I've also heard really good things about Diane Morales. Uh, what's your take on that? I, I endorse Diane Morales 100,000%. She has absolutely been um, in the streets with us protesting. Hello, sir. My son. <laughs> you got to move out of the way, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, my um, my endorsement is going towards Diane Morales. She is um, representing the people the right way. She's been in the picket lines. Uh, she's been on the front lines with us. Uh, she definitely support Amazon workers. She will be at my event actually next week on March 30th uh, as a speaker, a guest speaker. And um, I'm hoping that she pulls it off. You know, Andrew Yang, he's a good candidate. I'm not going to knock him for that. You know, he, he says a lot of the right things. But I don't like the fact that he wasn't here during the pandemic and decide decide to show up afterwards and, and try to parade around the city like he's supporting us when he hasn't been here. So that's the only thing that I really ding at him on when it comes to his campaign and uh, the fact that he don't know what a bodega is too. But you know that's that's little stuff. But um, you know those two are my top picks if I was to say either or. But I'm definitely riding with Diane Morales.
And Diane is from New York, right? From Brooklyn. Okay, yeah. I used to, I used to live in Brooklyn a long time ago. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's good to like, like New York fights for New York. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that she gets more press um, and more attention. I, I've seen Andrew Yang like on everything and everywhere. Um, when you yeah. say that like he wasn't in New York during the pandemic, do you know where he was? I'm just curious myself. Um, I don't know. I think he took a, like a retreat to, uh, you know, wherever, you know, I don't, he wasn't here. He was not here. I can tell you that, you know, I've been to plenty of demonstrations and protests in New York city and, uh, Andrew Yane was nowhere to be found and literally for the entire year. So for him to come now and, and, and it was, he was kind of like a late bloomer into the, the mayor race. And he jumped in and now he's parading around the city as if he's been here, you know, in solidarity with people struggling and he hasn't. So that's my, that's a, a big problem for me when it comes to his campaign. It's a false narrative, you know, don't say you're in solidarity with workers and with struggling people when you abandon ship and then want to jump back um, and act like you're going to save the day. It doesn't work like that. And especially New York is definitely, New Yorkers are definitely going to take notice of that. I think some have, um, but Diane Morales, she's like the underdog and I like underdogs. And um, she represents the working class people, you know, to me because she's a single black parent, um, reminds me of my mother a lot. And uh, she's a fighter, you know, she's been out there uh, advocating from day one and I can attest to that. You know, I seen her. I even saw her in, in Washington, D.C. We went down to Washington, D.C. in August. Um, and I really love the work that she's been doing. Yeah, that's awesome. I know that New York City, if she wins, she'll be the first Afro-Latina mayor. Oh, yeah. Yes. And that's another historical landmark, you know, just for women um, in general. But to have a woman in color, a uh, woman of color in, in office, that'll be substantial and uh, beneficial to everybody. I know she'll represent us the right way and really bring the city back to where it needs to be. Yes, uh, I feel like New York has changed a lot um, since when I lived there. When I went back to visit, I think that was two years ago and I went back to Brooklyn and I was like, what happened to this neighborhood? Totally gentrified. Gentrified, you know, and it, I was just in Harlem, Harlem the same way, 125th and Malcolm X. That's where we had our rally. And it was like a whole new world for me, you know, seeing all these corporations and, and major companies take over, um, you know, that historical uh, community. And it's just not the same anymore. Uh, new York is not the same as what it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And it's kind of sad, you know, it's sad to see that, you know, it's good to see business, but it's not it's not good when you don't have the, the same type of, of energy and people and atmosphere that you that that brought that makes New York what it is. Um, so I hope that one of these candidates can absolutely do that. Bring back that real New York feeling and atmosphere um, without the corporations taking over everything. No, no, agreed. We have the same problem here in Boston. I've been here for almost 10 years and it has changed dramatically. Um, most of the people that I run into in Boston are not from Boston and that's fine. Like transplants are cool. I was a transplant too, but, um, it's, it's definitely attracting more like tech people and startup people. And that drives the rent up and 
Boston is very expensive to live in now than when I first like moved here. Um, you have but, a good mayor. Oh, you go know. ahead. I'm gonna say at least you have a good mayor. You have uh, Marty Walsh, right? Yeah, but he he's leaving us. He's going to go, you know, work with Biden. Yes, that's that. You know, that's a, possibly a good thing because he's a union guy. Y'all in a union town. Mm -hmm. um, he represents unions very well, and I'm I think I'm. I'm trying to get in contact with him. So uh, I think I have some some connections there um, through some other people that are trying to put me in touch with him. And I think he's open to a discussion with me. So uh, I think it would be beneficial once he becomes, you know, the, the Secretary of Labor. That would be, it would be great if you could meet up with him. Cause I know he's been a, um, when he became mayor, he was definitely a fighter. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So Chris, I have one more question for you. For people that want to get involved with like everything that you're doing with protesting and stuff like that, um, how can they get involved? Oh yeah. So uh, my website at TCO, uh, TCOEW.org. Um, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at TCOEW, the Congress of Essential Workers. Uh, follow me on Twitter as well. Shut underscore down Amazon. No surprise there. And um, yeah, just reach out to me. You know, I'm always trying to respond. I know I get flooded, but uh, I try to find I try to find time for everybody. You know, even though with the media attention that I get and in the platform that I have, I'm still a peop a person that's a part of the community. I don't want to ever uh, forget about where I came from. I've never been that type, um, even at Amazon. So uh, please reach out and and definitely get involved with anything that you see online. Awesome. Everyone, I'll be sure to put Chris's links in the description below. Chris, thanks so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime. And I will be back. Y'all stay safe and take care. Thanks for listening. You can watch the video of this podcast at Sabby Sab's channel on YouTube.